This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good evening, this is Sharad. Next up, the latest episode of Clean Cut, where we ask a comedian to do a clean stand-up set live in our office. And then later, the football show. Keep your thoughts coming. You can call 7733 tweet us at BFM Radio, or send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U mobile number 018 Good evening, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sherrod. Tonight, episode 6 of our Clean Cut series, where we invite comedians to come to the station and perform a set in front of the BFM staff. There is a caveat, though. They'll have to perform a clean set. This week, we have Charmaine Othman. So first, you'll be hearing an interview done by our producer, Alia Zefri, followed by the set that uh, Charmaine performed. Here's the interview. I'm Alia Zafri, and I'm here with comedian and writer Shamin Osman. Thanks so much for being here. So let's talk about, you know, your brand of comedy, uh, which often explores themes of culture and identity, particularly, um, you know, in, in relation to your Malaysian background. Yeah. Uh, how does your personal experience and perspective inform your comedy? Um, my personal experience and perspective informs my comedy a lot, especially being Malaysian a Malaysian woman, a Malaysian Muslim woman. So it informs a lot um, my comedy. If it's not my own life experiences, it's um, um, something that happened to my friends or family. But um, yeah, so much of my Malaysian identity is tied to my stand-up. Um, my cultural experiences being a Malaysian is so much part of my stand-up. So I, I really enjoy it because... I feel like this is home and I generally mostly perform for a Malaysian um, stand-up audience. So I, I really enjoy talking about, you know, my experiences um, being a Malaysian, and which is a bit tricky now because everyone wants to go international, right? <laughs> everyone wants to go international now. So and if you want to make that move, you have to sort of like maybe write more universal um, material. So mm. I'm a bit... I guess you have to do it, but sometimes I feel like, no, you know, the West, the, you know, the international market should learn more about Malaysian culture. <laughs> so, yeah, I think my, my identity as a Malaysian, like, really informs a lot of my comedy, yeah. So you've done work in a range of mediums, including TV and film. How have these work contributed to your growth and evolution as a comedian? And how have you used each to explore different aspects of your comedic style and uh, storytelling? Actually, I like doing stand-up comedy because it's the one thing that I do that I don't have to really, really deal with censors or clients. So when I write for TV and film, it's very... Because it's quite limiting because you have to follow all of these censorship guidelines. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe like the frustration of always having to, you know, follow these guidelines really... Um, you know, inspires me to like write more edgy stand-up material or more adult material mm. for my stand-up. So in that sense, like, yeah, you know, I write all these things for TV, but I have to like, you know, follow the censorship guidelines. So I have so much freedom with stand-up. 
Um, because I really enjoy performing like in comedy clubs, comedy shows for a stand-up audience. Um, they really get your jokes. They re- they like you can go far because they get it. it. It's not for everyone. Stand-up comedy is quite a confronting art form. So I enjoy performing um, for stand-up audience. So they get to see me sort of be free from the chains of censorship. <laughs> and yeah. in terms of like, because I, I, I write my jokes and I do write for um, like comedy series, sitcoms. So I guess what I learn from um, stand-up, which is like, you know, your joke structure, the rule of three, or your comedy timing. So I, I do apply that to my um, writing when I, when I write um, comedy series, yeah. What would you say are, you know, some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome in your journey as a comedian? Um, the acceptance of my material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know, call me stupid, but I, I chose to sort of be quite a, you would call it a blue comedian. So very, very adult themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the challenge for me. So I'm very limited to sort of like the, Stand up, um, you know, scene the sort of like the underground scene. You know, I could never, right. never go uh, mainstream. So that's the challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, other than that, you know, it's it's a very supportive scene, the stand up comedy scene. Um, everyone knows each other, um, and I guess you know, like it or not, there are challenges as a female comedian. Um, you sometimes you you, you do shows and. They, the minute a woman goes on, then they have this like, they expect more. I think like men don't get it. Like, you, because like women, female comedians have to work harder because there's this like notion that female comedians are not funny, right? So when a female comedian like goes up on stage, not she really has to prove to the audience like, no, I, <laughs> I'm a good comedian, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's tougher. Um, sometimes, um, actually when I started, it's changed a bit in the recent years, but when I started, you do always have to sort of fight to get your place in certain shows, like certain lineups. Yeah. Right. So this is actually uh, my next question. So in the course of putting together the show and attending stand-up in Malaysia, we did we, we did notice that the ratio of female comedians uh, to male is very disproportionate. So why do you think this is, and what do you think can be done to open the field up to, uh, f- to more diversity? The the in the scene the stand up scene does welcome female comedians. Mm. If you go to the open mic nights, you do get like new new comedians, and there are sort of new upcoming female comedians as well. I think it's it's there's not enough female comedians because, like I said earlier, it's very scary, and for women you have to work like doubly hard to prove people wrong, and it's it's very hard to do stand up because you do the open mics to try your new material. And if people don't laugh, then you have to go again and try. So I think that's, you know, women are very cautious people, right? They're very cautious. Men, no, men think they rule the world and everything is in favour for them. So they're just a bit brave, you know. In my experience, that's what I noticed, that um, some of the young female comedians, they try and then if they bomb and then they just... They get so what's the word demotivated, so then they they don't pursue it. So I think I know it's scary, but you you just have to like have thick skin and just keep on going, keep on going. It's bombing, not making people laugh is part of the journey. Um, so I think yeah, I think it's that it's that you know we don't have that male confidence. Yeah. yeah. What do you feel about being invited to do a clean set for us today? 
I was uh, <laughs> usually I do um, corporate um, gigs as well, and I have to do a clean set, and it's always very funny because, like I mentioned earlier, you know I'm what you call a blue comedian, so mm. like the the client will send like a brief like no no this no that, <laughs> so I will always say like so I have to do. All I can do is say hello. <laughs> no, but you know, um, it's a challenge, mm. um, and it's and and it just um, how do you say like reminds me or pushes me to like because every year you know I write new material, so just every year at the back of my head, okay, write a few clean jokes so that these are the jokes you can do at like events like this. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any final thoughts to leave us with? I think um, stand-up comedy in Malaysia is at a very exciting um, stage right now phase. Um, two years ago, we had the um, crack house shut down, so that was very sad. But what happened, uh, was when crack house shut down, other comedians because we we didn't have our home anymore, right? So it was always crack house that was doing the shows. So crack house was gone. So now we had to do our own shows. So there are so many like comedy nights. I'm doing my own um comedy room, Test Is Best, which I do it once twice every month at KL Pack. And so there's just jokes and then there's um KL Comedy Club. So I blessing in disguise, I guess, you know, with the shutdown of Crack House that comedy is reaching out to more people. It's moving out of Tamantun. Uh, just jokes is really fun. Every show they do, they go to different venues. So they're in Aradamansara, PJ, Kramat. So we're just bringing comedy to like a bigger audience. So I think it's growing. Um, we currently have one, two, three, four, four, four Malaysian comedians on Netflix. So I think we're doing good. We got good stuff. So I'm I'm very excited to see where our Malaysian stand up is gonna go. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> That was our producer, Alia, speaking with comedian Shamain Othman. We're going to go for a quick break now, but we'll be back with the live set she performed here at the BFM office. You're listening to Clean Cut, BFM 89.9. Bluff-free medium, BFM 89.9. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to Clean Cut, our monthly stand-up comedy series where we bring a comedian to our office to perform a set with a challenge. It has to be funny, but clean. Before the break, you heard our producer, Alia, speaking to comedian Shamain Othman. And now, here's the live set she performed at our office. First of all, I'd just like to start uh, off by apologising on behalf of the stand-up community for Joe Coy's uh, very... <laughs> Horrendous monologue at the Golden Globes, okay? Uh, we're so sorry. Uh, if today I'm not funny, you guys pretend you are at the Golden Globes, okay? <laughs> Alright, okay? Uh, hi guys, my name is Charmaine. Uh, a bit about myself. I'm half Salonis, half Malay, which means I'm half Pendatang, half Pemalas, yeah? And, you know, people always ask me, Charmaine, which race do you identify yourself most with? I say it depends, okay? If I want people to think I'm brainy, I say I'm Salonis. If I want people to think I'm horny, I say I'm Malay, all right? Yeah. Uh, I'm also single. Do we have any single women in the house? Make some noise. So sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I know it's very sad, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm very single, so single men, pay attention, yeah? Uh, I'm, I'm so single that if I'm at a cafe queuing up to get coffee and if the guy behind me starts talking to me, I consider that first date already, okay? Yeah? 
I'm so single that if I'm driving and if a car hits me from behind and I have to get down and exchange numbers with the driver, I'm like, yes, score. I'm so single that even when I know my way home, I turn on ways just so it feels like there's a man inside the car with me, you know? Because he's like, in 400 meters, turn right. And then I go, no, in 400 meters, you turn right. Waze is the perfect boyfriend, okay? Because he knows where we're headed, all right? Ladies, pay attention, yeah. So uh, I'm single, which sucks for both sides of my family, okay? Malay family, Malay people, all they can think of is to get married, okay? I'm pretty sure the day that I was born, the minute I came out of my mom, all my aunties gathered around and asked me, Shamin, bila nak kahwin, you know? And it happens until today, you know, I go to family kenduri, my aunties pull me aside, Shamin, bila nak kahwin? And then I ask her back, auntie, bila nak mati, ya? Yeah? Since we're discussing important life events. And then there's my Salonis mother. Okay, Salonis mothers, they have one mission in life, is to get all of their children married. But my mother, she has given up on that. She just wants me to get pregnant now, okay? She said, never mind, don't get married, just get pregnant, okay? Then I said to her, I can't get pregnant, mommy, okay? I, I don't have a boyfriend to knock me out. I'm not, I don't have a husband. And then she said, Shamin, these days, you don't need a man to get pregnant. All you need to do is just go to a sperm bank. So I was like, okay. So I went to Changkat Bukit Bintang. Yes, uh, it's the best sperm bank in KL, ladies, okay? Macam-macam ada, alright? Right? So my mom, she really, really, really wants grandkids, okay? She loves children. And I remember when I was growing up, I really wanted to have pets. But we couldn't have any pets because my mom was asthmatic. So when I was younger, she would take me to the pet shop every weekend. You know, she'll leave me there for one to two hours and let me play with the pets. And then she'll say, okay, you sit down here and play, okay? We're not taking one home today. So now, today, when my friends have birthday parties for their children, I take my mom to the birthday party. <laughs> I leave her there for two hours and I say, okay, we're not taking one home today, mommy. That's called kidnapping, all right? Don't do that, yeah. But um, yeah, being single, um, I'm also uh, on Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, I heard an awe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's slim pickings on Tinder. Okay, the only people on Tinder now are my married guy friends, <laughs> my girlfriend's husbands. Yeah, and my friends' fathers. Yeah, <laughs> I saw my friend's dad on Tinder the other day, and I was like, I better tell my friend. So I called her up and I said, Babe, your dad's on Tinder. And then she said, babe, what are you doing looking for 75-year-old man on Tinder? Right? She caught me. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, I'll admit, uh, I'm a bit of a gold digger, okay? Yeah, uh, I don't know why we get a bad rap, okay? Gold diggers just want a comfortable life, okay? Okay, like, I, I'm not a gold digger. I just don't like poor men, all right? Yeah. And then, like, on these dating apps, all the single ladies will know, on these dating apps, there are these profiles who will say, like, Gold digger swipe left. But it's always the guy whose profile photo is of him and his myvi. Hello? What goal am I going to dig? Huh? Okay? Empty packets of cigarettes in your glove box. Okay? That's not gold, alright? Yeah. 
So, um, as like you know, most single women, uh, I'm uh, on a uh, trying to lose weight coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, I'm still trying to lose weight, uh, and it's so tough, you know, uh, to lose weight. You know, gaining weight is so easy, right? You know, one thing, you know, your clothes are tight, and you start blaming the washing machine. You break a chair, and then you start blaming IKEA, right? <laughs> This one time, right, you know how I knew I gained weight? I uploaded a photo of me on Facebook and then Facebook wanted to tag my flabby arm as my friend. Wanted to tag my friend on my flabby arm and I was like, okay, you know, I better start losing weight, right? But it's so hard, you know, it's so hard and I get so jealous when I see Hollywood stars and how they manage to lose weight, right? And they maintain their weight loss, right? But you know why Hollywood stars can do it? Because Hollywood does not have nasi lemak, okay? <laughs> it's so hard for me, okay? In my neighborhood, under every tree, there's a lady selling nasi lemak, okay? There's one tree, there's a pontiana, even she's selling nasi lemak, okay? It's so hard, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm single. Um, ten, I, I just turned 40, I'm single at 40, and thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think, you know, looking back, I think one of the reasons why um, I'm, I'm still single, okay, like I'll admit, uh, I just, I'm just a bit racist when it comes to men, okay? Uh, I, I don't date Malay men because when you date one, he's dating three others, yeah? He's lining them up. Uh, Chinese men, uh, I don't date because um, small personality, okay? Uh, <laughs> you want to prove me wrong? You can later, all right? <laughs> Indian men, okay, uh, I don't mind dating Indian men. I'm just afraid of Indian mothers, okay? <laughs> because if you date an Indian guy, you are in a threesome forever, okay? But, you know, um, I'm going to leave you with all the single women, some uh, single women wisdom, all right? Um, see, see, dating in KL, you know, it's all about geography, okay? I'm from Ampang. And Ampang girls, okay, we don't date anyone beyond Damansara, okay? Damansara Jaya, Damansara Utama, Damansara Heights is fine, okay? But Ara Damansara, we don't go there because it's not really Damansara, okay? Yeah. Uh, if you're dating someone from Cheras, you're most likely dating an Along or Durian Seller, okay? Uh, don't bother dating anyone from Subang because by the time he gets out of the traffic jam, you are bored of the relationship and you want to break up, right? But uh, Bangsa boys, do we have any Bangsa boys here? No? Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I like dating Bangsa guys, ladies. Bangsa guys are okay. But ladies, if he tells you he's from Bangsa South, don't trust him because we all know it's Karinchi, all right? Okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was my time. You've been a great audience. Thank you so much. You just heard comedian Charmaine Othman, who performed a live set at our office here at BFM. Hope you enjoyed that. Let us know who else you'd like to hear. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.